Today is Tuesday, May 25th, 2010, and this is Radio Wave. Good evening, everyone, and thank you for joining us on tonight's broadcast of Radio Wave. Our host is a friend of Medjugorje, and for those of you who are joining us for the very first time, uh, Radio Wave is an outreach of Caritas of Birmingham uh, through Medjugorje.com. On the 25th of every month, uh, Our Lady gives a message for the world through Maria, one of the six visionaries of Medjugorje, and that happened today, uh, as it happens every 25th of the month. And tonight, a friend of Medjugorje will be discussing that message with us. And so as we begin this broadcast, we ask that you open your hearts in prayer as we turn Radio Wave over to our host, a friend of Medjugorje. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Good Father, you've given to us many blessings throughout the ages, since the beginning of time. Your Son and now your mother, the best of those two blessings, or rather the blessed that you have given us of all the blessings. So we give to you our gratitude. We pray that we do not waste our life and then go on without meaning, but with purpose. So we thank you. We honor you with our life. We praise you. In your son's Jesus' name and your mother. Our Lady, Queen of Peace and Reconciliation. Pray for us. Well, can't wait till the 25th. This is a saying, of course, that we've talked about before in the village, that they had a saying, can't wait till the 25th. Of course, that was December 25th. And now, eventually, that was in the culture. Eventually, it turned out that we have on the 25th of the month, the monthly message. So everybody saw, everybody that knew this, of course, as a culture, saw that this was not by accident. That when they saw each other, even during the course of the year, if something was coming up, it might be on the 4th. It might be another date. But the village may knew uh, an event, or it could be a family matter or a birthday or a marriage or something. It would be on the 9th or something. But the saying was, can't wait till the 25th. And in other words, something exciting is going to happen. And here it is. Our Lady prophetically uses this. And today, uh, this, this date that she has ordained for perhaps forever since time began, but who the villagers themselves were inspired to pick this date or this saying, can't wait till the 25th. And I always look forward to it. And I, in fact, I was telling some people the other day, can't wait till the 25th. And so we have the 25th message to the world that it gives to us. We thank for this um, day of the 25th that the world's been given this 
understanding of something we've never had before in history, a real words from the Holy Virgin Mary. So without any further speaking, we'll go ahead and read the message. Our Lady, Queen of Peace of Medjugorje's May 25th, 2010, Message to the World. Dear children, God gave you the grace to live and to defend all the good that is in you and around you and to inspire others to be better and holier. But Satan, too, does not sleep and through modernism diverts you and leads you to his way. Therefore, little children, in the love for my Immaculate Heart, love God above everything and live His commandments. In this way, your life will have meaning and peace will rule on earth. Thank you for having responded to my call. Now, if that sounds like the voice when you call on the phones and hear the message every month, it is. Joan, Joan is headed to Medjugorje. Ruth is in the studio with us tonight. So um, that semblance of sound you might hear is replaced and may, may permanently replace Joan, I guess, after this. <laughs> Nevertheless, Our Lady gave an incredible message. Uh, we're writing, of course, a book that has come up with the title um, kind of spontaneously, I guess, from the Holy Spirit. And the title of it is going to be after one of our Medjugorje show, which is called it ain't going to happen. And uh, that was just something that was spontaneously said, and it hooked into as far as the title of the book. And I was coming back from Guam, as many of you might know, last night, and it's a pretty long flight. You fly 14 hours to get there, four more hours to get to from Tokyo to, or Tokyo to Guam. But I was able to finish the book on the ending part. Yesterday, I worked four or five hours on the plane, and... With this message coming out today, I was really excited because so much of what we're, I just wrote about is really this message. Modernism, you know, diversion, how we've been led on the wrong way. Our Lady says, um, let me just start at the beginning. God gave you the grace to live and to defend all the good that is in you and around you and to inspire others to, better, to be better and holier. But Satan, too, does not sleep, and through modernism, diverts you and leads you to his way. Incredible. Just as, just as very exciting. The fact that Our Lady uses this word for the first time, modernism, which is so much of what we've spoken about for years here, written about for 25 years, that people just accept everything that's modern is okay. It's not okay. It's a diversion. Do you get that? It's a diversion. If this isn't about cell phones and the way we use that, one thing, just take that one topic, put this as a template over that one item. It's not that you can't have one, but look how people use it. Do mothers hold their children and pay as much attention throughout the day as they do their cell phones? Which one gets the greater attention? Which one's crying to answer the phone first? When our lady won't even divert her attention, or rather Maria's attention to her son in the middle of the apparition, for something, so, not even in the middle, in the beginning of an apparition, when McKelly was by herself, himself, with his mother, and his, her son wanted Maria, when he was three years old, four years old, tucking on her arm sleeve. Our lady had just come, but she has to come every day to give this blessing. That's why we're staying afloat right now. You need to understand, we're not supposed to be continuing. 
Her blessing sustains us. It gives us the grace, the strength, the power to continue another 24 hours till she comes back to the earth. So every day, no matter what it does, she blesses. And so when Our Lady saw McKelly saying, Mom, Mom, pulling her on her sleeve, immediately Our Lady blessed and left, just like that. Because she won't deny a little child the mother's need or his need for his mother's attention for 10 seconds. The apparition was not much more than that. Just a few seconds. And Our Lady knows everything. She has the power to keep everything safe in the house. Nothing was going to happen to him. Why else did she do it? Where's your common sense? Where's your power of discernment? It's very clear. Because she sees what children need is the mother. She sees us in the home. Defend all the good that is in you and around you and inspire others to be better and holy. Who better than your kids to do this to? Who should you be doing this for? And so the home is very important. And this is the good that is around you. Where is most good and, and uh, or defend all the good, rather, that is around you and around, uh, that is in you and around you. So <clears throat> the first place this message starts with is not the world, because when we see the world defend, we need to defend a lot of evils. It starts first in the home. If it, you don't get it started there, you're not going to get started out there somewhere else and that's what many people do with this thing they don't have this principle about themselves they don't want to convert themselves but to a certain level once they taste that they want everybody else to convert they haven't seen it. they've been a slob for 30 years well why wouldn't you pick 15 years before that and grandma was just talking to, to somebody about this and they were saying you know i just wish my husband would do this and do that and i said well when did you convert oh six years ago i said how old are you 50 something so what was you before that you know, don't you think God was wanting you to convert for 20, 30 years? And yours came six years, and now your husband's six years, st- still waiting for his. You know, you pick him now, he's a green apple. He's sour. You just pray. You do what you're supposed to do. You live your life, the Christian life, and then tell God to pick him at the right moment. Release him. And, and inspire others, him, to be better and holier. So Satan does not sleep. Okay, we wrote the book, Look What Happened When I Was Sleeping, to tell you what Satan has done in our culture. The modernism, the things that's happening in our environment, the God of environmentalism, the God of education, the God of the university, the God of money, the God of cell phones, the God of computers, the God of electronics, the God of everything, everything, everything. It just continues on. Modernism. And we just think this is nice. This is the way it's supposed to be. And we have people praying the prayers of the faithful at Mass for the economy to recover. <laughs> Let's laugh. <laughs> for what? Does that scare you? Wow, this man's saying some frightening things. I'm going to lose my job. Don't you realize that Our Lady has told us that you created a whole new world without God as if your own creator? This is not the system we're supposed to have. We have gone radically against God and our ladies come to what? To bring us radically back. She don't want to do it with harshness, with such severity that it shocks us. But the path back to God, the return to that, will be radical simply because we're radically against them. And our lady says, in this way, your life will have meaning and peace will rule the earth. Do you see what she's saying here? 
rule the earth. Peace is supposed to do that. That's her wish. That's her want. That's what she desires. That's why she's given us messages. It's incredible. Very incredible that this is what we have right here. This is going to rule the earth. I bet with her. And I bet she's going to win. The question is, how many people are going to be with her? That's the big thing because people are lost along the way. Satan doesn't sleep, she says. And through modernism, he diverts you and leads you to his way. Do you know what to hold us together? Do you know what to keep us walking our way? When you go to the message, you'll see, Dear children today, dear children today, dear children today. You'll see repeatedly, almost as much as you see, dear children, the words today after that. Because when you come and you convert and you change, you change the direction of your life, you realize Satan and what he's doing to, through modernism to divert you, you can't change that path. Our lady says, yes, change your direction, but you just don't do that overnight. You spent 15, 25, 30, 50 years getting there. Do you think, okay, I'm converting, I'm changing everything, changes in my life. It doesn't work that way. It's not going to happen. It's love what holds together. Okay, it's, it's what, what we do when we begin to convert, we're still in darkness. Everybody converted or through Medjugorje is coming through conversion realizes that they're in darkness. Even at the moment, they may not understand that. And then there are those who are seeing the light while they're in darkness. And that's what our messages of our lady do. You can see the light even while you're in the dark. And so we have to understand that our lady's calling us to love. She's calling us to a life of meaning. That means a life where we have, as she says, Therefore, little children, in the love of my immaculate heart, love God above everything and live his commandments. What does that mean to live his commandments? Well, she says love associated with that. John defines love as obedience. We're not obedient to the commandments because we've been diverted. We might think we are. And so love will fix everything. No, it won't fix your life. Not in five easy steps. It's not going to fix the government. But one thing it is, it's all you need. If we love, that's what's going to hold us together. That's what puts us through the storms. That's what makes us our brother's keeper. That's what the whole world needs to know. And that's what I already said. In this way, your life will have meaning and peace will rule the earth. The whole earth. So the world will know who we are. And love is waiting at the door. It don't have a job Don't pay your bills Won't buy you a home In Beverly Hills Won't fix your life In five easy steps Ain't the love the lamb Or the girl
Hallelujah. It says, and to inspire others to be better and holier, your brother's keeper. It don't have a job. It don't pay all your bills. Won't buy your home in Beverly Hills. Won't fix your life in five easy steps. Ain't the law of the land or the government. But it's all you need. And what love will hold us together. Make us a shelter to weather the storm. And I'll be my brother's keeper so the whole world will know that we're not alone. I hate this song. This is a big song in the community. We kept it from being released till now. But you can't get it out of your head. Giving back to Guam, my clock's off. I'll be singing this thing the whole night. So it's one of those songs you really love, but it stays with you once you get it in. You've heard it. But it says a lot of truth. And John wrote in there that love and obedience, you know, what to, to define love, the best way to display love is obedience. Our lady ties this love to her immaculate heart, love of God above everything, by living his commandments. So she echoes this, this whole thing about following what God asks us to do. Modernism is defined by, as a modern practice, something recently formed, and particularly in writing. Uh, in Guam, I was talking about the school system there, and there's some beautiful schools there, very Catholic, like when I was a child, and uh, really impressive. But even modernism is encroaching on so many ways, and the principal, the nun, told me that you know they're really worried about the parents. They've got the kids formed really good, but it's the it's some mothers, and she said, "quote She says they just buy them so many things, and they put so much emphasis on this this uh, these things today." In other words, modernism, because everybody else is getting it, they think their kids got to have it, and yet Ale says it diverts you and leads you to Satan's way or his way. That's how she says it. But what that also talks about what do you buy your children these days? What is all the kids at school all got to have? Can y'all guess? Riz? Ruth? What are they always buying the kids? Where well, has got a cell phone. Everybody else has got this. It's amazing. And so it's such a diversion of attention, such a distraction of prayer. Even seeing kids on these, these, these games on planes and stuff, and even adults. You could say so many rosaries. You can talk to God. You can do so much praying. And I, I don't think, one thing that impresses me most about flying so often is when I'm on 747 is, is God. That he, he made this machine. It's the most impressive, all-striking display of God's laws of physics that he put in the earth, scattered through minerals, through the oil and the petroleum products made from it, that fires it, runs it, and man in his arrogance think he's invented it? God had that all there. What's wrong is what we've done with it. And so this modernism is a lot, so much to say about it, which we will be saying some more in a few minutes. December 2004, a tsunami hit Sri Lanka and kills 300,000 people from one moment to the next. August 2005, Hurricane Katrina strikes the southern U.S. with a wave surge unprecedented in the country's history. October 2005, Hurricane Stan strikes Central America, whole villages buried under mudslides. A few days later, 
Pakistan, India, Afghanistan struck with a massive earthquake killing over 50,000 people. Thirteen days later, Hurricane Wilma explodes in the strongest hurricane ever recorded in the history of the Atlantic. Portugal and Spain dry up in the worst drought ever seen before. Scotland besieged with floods. All these events taking place within nine months of each other. Is heaven acting? Why so many disasters by a friend of Medjugorje takes a peering look into the mystery of the natural events taking place today. Why so many disasters? Available on medj.com, spelled M-E-J.com, or by calling Caritas in the U.S., 205-672-2000, 205-672-2000. Why so many disasters? By a friend of Medjugorje, available through Caritas of Birmingham. You're listening to Radio Wave with a friend of Medjugorje. Just uh, listening to that last spot, uh, I would recommend that everyone go to Medjugorje.com and download that for free. Uh, the answer is not what you think it is. Uh, it's actually everything that a friend of Medjugorje is saying tonight. It's something that uh, has invaded uh, particularly the Catholic Church or its membership. It's something we hear about almost every Sunday. It's something that... Um, fills our bulletins, and uh, it's been a, a major disease uh, in the, within the membership of the Church, and it's one of, probably one of the more bold uh, things that a friend of Medjugorje has ever written. And so uh, for those of you that have not read Why So Many Disasters, uh, you need to go to Medjugorje.com and download that for free, and uh, you can find that in the download section and uh, get that for free. You know, a lot of these uh, writings we want to make available completely free. Uh, our whole thing is the information to get you out, to, uh, to change mentalities, to, to get people to uh, think different from what they think have thought in the past. And so <clears throat> we're not like a book company or anything like that. If we can give everybody, everything free, it's perfectly fine for us. And this download is one way we can spread booklets across the whole world. If you want to get more, we can get them in volume because they are easier, easier to, to read in a book form. But they're life-changing. It's what's changed our life, and it's just trans, simply transmitting what Ale has shown us through 25 years of walking through her messages. And the power of that uh, is constant. We see it here about that all, all the time. We just uh, actually had a, uh, a, someone who we do a lot of work with, uh, actually someone who we do a lot of work with for Radio Wave, and uh, someone very well-known. And um, he was actually just relaying to us that... Uh, the material that a friend of Medjugorje writes, he had the opportunity to actually um, uh, go through one of the books, and uh, he uh, works with us on a, on a very regular basis, but he said that everything always makes him think. And uh, he said, um, uh, particularly about this book, he said, I want you to thank um, a friend of Medjugorje for this book, because I've really been evaluating my beliefs lately, and uh, I think I may have changed some of my beliefs and uh, this is what uh, these writings are about. They're about changing uh, your mentality, and uh, by and then changing your life. Well, that's this is this is our latest message, of course. Doing this, they have that kind of power. Uh, we've we've uh, had people that are so uh, left wing on so many issues uh, morally, and they say that they've read this stuff. And it makes them mad, 
and uh, makes them mad at themselves because what they've done and what they voted for, how they how they have helped form the culture, and they change their direction with this. And that's what our lady is saying. You know, modernism diverts you and leads you on his way. Our lady said. Um, on October 2nd, 1992, in this time, Satan is strong and he desires to change your directions. Why? Because the direction we are walking and that our lady is trying to get us to go that way, Satan doesn't want us to do that. He wants to divert that. And I think it's very significant that the apparitions began in 1981. I they could not have started any later. We, didn't, we had a very difficult time getting the messages. They were sometimes a year old before we even got them at that point. What takes place in 1981, after that, by 1987, right in there, we didn't have any fax machines at that point. 87, around that time, they really exploded on the scene. 88, uh, right through that period. And from there, we walked right into the cell phone thing and the laptops and computers, and they got better and better and better. And with that, <clears throat> this diversion process. And so Our Lady got our attention and in fact, the, the, the creation word is, a lady uses it here. In this time, Satan is strong and he desires to, he desires to change your direction. The, actually, the creation words our lady used, I don't know how to pronounce this, S-K-E-N-U-T-I. That was used, that mean, and the, the meaning of the creation words and the way our lady said it is to divert your attention towards something else. So it's to change your direction. Our lady said March 25th, 1990, God wants to save you and send you messages through men, nature, and so many things which can only help you understand you must change the direction of your life. So for years she's been getting us to change our direction of our life. There are still many need to do that. And then some that's partially done that. And then she's telling us on that October 2nd message, in this time Satan is strong and he desires to change your direction. And of course today our lady said that but Satan, too, does not sleep through modernism, diverts you and leads you on his way. She's talking to people today who are reading this message. She's talking to us. And I guess one of the things that amazed me in the movement of Medjugorje and those who have been to Medjugorje many times is how little they've changed their life. They've added prayer. They've added, they're even up to two, three hours a day of prayer. But they haven't changed the direction of their life. They continue with that. They continue the things. They continue the language they, they speak. They continue the way, the only holy, the unholy path. And they don't understand this call of love of Our Lady. You know, therefore, little children, in the love for my immaculate heart, love God above everything in His commandments. And I can say for Our Lady... That when we turn to when we turn to her, when we look to her as our guide, and she said that right right after the thirsty messages began, she says, uh, I, "I wish to speak to you further and instruct you. Listen to me. Our Lady herself is begging us, pleading with us to change our direction. And when you taste the sweetness of the grace and learn who she is." All you can think about with this beautiful woman, the most beautiful thing God ever made above the stars, the universe, nothing is as beautiful as Our Lady. You want to turn to her. You want her. She's your source of strength. You say, well, Jesus is my source of strength. Our Lady gave a message once that said, 
when she was asked, do, should we address our prayers to Jesus or to you? She says, to Jesus first. But in the meantime, all your prayers are going to help you through me. In other words, she's logically correct. She says that things are right because we don't have the mentality to understand if she said, oh, pray to me. We would sit there and say, well, there's something wrong with these apparitions. But you see how she answered? She answered correctly. Always dress your prayers to Jesus. But in the meantime, time, later she says, this is my time. In other words, in the interim, in this point of grace, Jesus has given me the okay to be here with God the Father, with the Holy Spirit, to save the world. Give me all your prayers. She gave another message recently. She says, your prayers, let them be a seed in my heart that I want to present to God. What does a seed do? It grows. She can take my prayers, polish them up, and make me sound like an angel singing in my prayer. But if God heard me, it sounded like a cricket. But you go through her heart, you plant that seed, she prays this way, and I can't imagine how beautiful my prayers are through her. And when you understand these principles of what she's doing, that she's in the interim, or in the meantime, all your prayers will help you through me. It's her. It's her as our strength. It's her as our point of light, our hope, our peace of mind. She's a silent voice that speaks the truth. When I need love, I turn to her. And that's what she's asking us. Give me everything. Therefore, little children, in the love of my immaculate heart, love God above everything and live His commandments. When the problems of the day surround and my crosses start to weigh me down, I turn to you. I turn to you When I can't tell what's wrong or right And the answer should be black and white I turn to you I turn to you My source of strength My point of light My ray of hope My peace of mind The silent voice That speaks the truth When I need love Within, and I need what the world can't give I turn to you I turn to you When this life brings me to my knees And I need two arms to carry me I turn to you I turn to you My source of strength My point of light my ray of hope, my peace of mind The silent voice that speaks the truth When I need love, I turn I turn to you I turn to you To calm the wind and rain To accept what I can't change To feed my soul with faith
my point of light, my ray of hope, my peace of mind, the silent voice that speaks the truth. When I need love, I turn to you, my source of strength, my point of light, my ray of hope, my peace of mind, silent voice that speaks the truth. In the way this message is phrased, and, and actually, and, and particularly in what you just said, are you, um, would you think that God is angry with us? Well, that could be one way of saying it, but at the same time, I think it actually might be more, uh, better said maybe that, that God is fed up with us. Uh, we, we've done everything, and I've often said this in the past. God's done everything he could to reach us. I mean, what else? What else? Do, he, he's done everything possible to reach us. And then as Jesus, God, God, God went on with Israel repeatedly through these cycles. Well, I've often termed it three S's, sin, suffering, salvation. You sin, you suffer for it, then you, you, and you're suffering, you cry out to God, and then you gain salvation. And then you start back over because salvation brings laxity, blessings, that you eventually erode in your characters and your morals and goes back to sin because of uh, we don't know how to exercise ourselves in measured freedom uh, and our free will. Our lady says, your fr- what was the message? She says, your freedom is your weakness. downfall, weakness. your weakness. Can you imagine that? Your freedom is your downfall, and yet God gave us free will. But if, when you see man falls of a, a, an exalted moral culture, it's because of freedom, and he does not... Limit his freedom. Just because I've got the ability to do something, do I do it? No, you should measure how you live. We should be living measured lives. And Our Lady's showing us this, you know, to, to do it this way. That we're, we're just because modernism offers us all kinds of things and ways and, and actions and, and buy this and do this and consumerism, does that mean we, we, we take it? No, you measure yourself and you don't accept that. The new book, Ain't going to happen. It's exactly about that. Live within your means. Change your direction. And uh, it's a massive different direction. And so I think it's better said that God is fed up with us. And so God went through this with Israel. And so Jesus, you know, for 2,000 years, we've been going along and the church came to a certain point that things happened through the French Revolution. And I want to write about this. I was talking about a friend a couple of weeks ago uh, who talked to a historian and said some incredible things. Uh, the French Revolution brought in something that man had never thought in that way before because we'd gone through 1,800 years of of climbing and the cultivation and refinement of society to be more moral, to be more exalted, to, to man to lift his spirits up to God, to live more civil, even though we had wars through that period. 
after that, and what the French Revolution did in World War One and Two, it was so heinous that we'd never fought that way before. Yes, the Bible talks about five hundred people being slain in one day, five hundred thousand people been slain at one time in a battle, but it, it, and they hacked people to death. But there was, it's not like now. It wasn't the the senseless and and the modernism of the way we do things, and even in even in fighting. So, and don't think I'm I'm against. You know, when it's necessary to pick up the sword, we, we do that. Uh, Our Lady says here something incredible. God gave you the grace to live. That's Our Lady coming. And to defend all the good that is in you and around you. Jesus walked in the temple, was so indignant, and with zeal defended the Father's house. You made it a den of thieves. He fashioned a whip, and he beat the people. He beat the animals out of the temple. He turned the tables upside down. It's incredible to think Jesus never sinned. It's an incredible thought. Who thinks about this today? Jesus didn't sin doing that. And what is the temple today? Tell me, what's the difference in what he defended there? And he says, defend all the good. What's being assaulted today? In our schools, first graders are being assaulted. And what are they? Your body is what? The temple of the Holy Spirit. And it's thrown degradation and impulses and teachings from even curriculum that degradate the temple. Little children. Let me tell you something. If Jesus was here, you think he'd stand for that? You think he wouldn't defend that physically? And yet, parents are letting their kids go to these schools across the nation, especially California, and be taught a whole other thought process about who they are, what they can be, and what they will be. First graders, second graders, fifth graders, even high schoolers. Where are the fathers defending this? I tell you, thank God we have our own private school because I, I wouldn't stand for it. I'm telling you, I would go in the schools and turn the desk upside down. You think I'm a radical? So was Jesus. You don't know who Jesus was. You do not know him if you think that's not allowed for us to do that. If you get these textbooks and you do your research and you go see what they're teaching in these books, and you don't have ad nauseum from that, you don't want to vomit from it. Like Jesus said in, Re- in Revelations, be the either neither for don't be, don't be in the middle. It'd be yes or no. If you're in the middle, I spew you out of my mouth. He vomits them. And we have Christians doing this. Defend all that is good that is in you and around you. And inspire others to be better and holier. How do you do that? Don't let nobody get in your face and say, I can live this degraded lifestyle, this abomination. I can do this. I can do that. Yes, you're, you're supposed to do it with love. But first, what's trumped that is obedience. Live the commandments. And we have people today saying to us, actually saying to us, that not only am I going to do these sins, I want it culturalized in society, to, and you accept it. They're in our face. Think about that. You know, First Romans, read, you study First Romans, read it and read it and read it again and look at the last sentence and they tolerated that. You're just as guilty. You're just as guilty if you tolerate these abominations. 
It is a grave sin. And when that happens and when society gets to this point, it's God come back time. I'm telling you. So is God angry? God's fed up. Is Jesus angry? Jesus is fed up. So who does he send? He sends his best. The Holy Virgin Mary. And the love of my immaculate heart, she calls us to love God above everything and she ties out everything to live his commandments. In this way, your life will have meaning and peace will rule on earth. But you have to defend good. Society today is driven by atheistic patterns who say that they do not need God. Yet, Our Lady tells us, without God, you can do nothing. Are we to stand idle and watch society and culture crumble around us? What can we do? We no longer have to stand still. We can take action. July 1st through 5th at Caritas, Alabama, gather with others from across the United States to re-consecrate the United States of America back to God. Five days, July 1st through 5th at Caritas, Alabama. For more information, visit medj.com, spelled M-E-J dot com, or call Caritas in the U.S. 205 July 1st through 5th at Caritas of Birmingham. You're listening to Radio Wave with a friend of Medjugorje. There's something that we wanted to share um, that we thought about right before the show started, and it is one of the 24 postcards that a friend of Medjugorje has written that is in our mission house in Medjugorje. It took over a year for uh, him to write this because he wanted it to be uh, something that would provoke the thoughts of each person who would read this, that it would be a short teaching to lead them more into uh, where Our Lady is leading us. And so in this year, he went back and forth and back and forth through prayer and writing and rewriting um, to really try and touch the hearts of all those that would get it and read it. Um, And it is now available in several different languages. But there was one postcard in particular we thought of that really speaks about this message. And the front of it just states part of the message where Our Lady said, you must change the direction of your life. And then on the back of it, it states, one of the trails leading to Pobredo, the hills of apparitions or apparition mountain, whatever one chooses to call it, one thing is certain. The trails leading to it across the fields are holy ground because they lead to the holy site where Our Lady's apparitions began in Medjugorje. Life in the end leads us towards making a choice between two directions of where we will spend our eternity. This trail of Medjugorje leads to the holy mountain and away from it. We have the same choice in our lives, towards the Creator or away from Him. Our Lady said on March 23, 1992, I have come to you to help you, and therefore I invite you to change your life 
because you have taken a path of misery. Our Lady has been calling millions of people from every part of the earth to teach them and direct them towards the right path. And what is that path except to be in Our Lady's arms? Uh, the whole world, St. Catherine had Our Lady appear to her in Ruderbach, Paris, given the miraculous medal. And then after that, she saw her also her standing there holding the globe. And holding that globe, you could say, was in her arms or in her hands. And she said, this represents the whole world, but particularly France. But also we can see that today she comes to Medjugorje, and the first thing she was holding when they saw her had Jesus in her arms. She says, as I bore Jesus, not that date, but later, she says, as I bore Jesus in my womb, I, bury, I wish to bear you into holiness. And Our Lady seeks that. And then from that holiness that you have, she wants you to inspire others to be better and holy, or rather holier. So this constant encouragement, this constant effort to get us not to be diverted, to point, I say, our lives to her, to look and hold on to her love. <clears throat> I mean, she's teaching us a whole new meaning of love. She said, you don't, you don't know, you know human love, but you don't know God's love. And God's love is not this mushy stuff. It's, it's standing up for the commandments when it's not easy to stand up for him. Look what happened when you're sleeping is a, is a must necessity for your spiritual life, for the Sabbath commandment. You have to read it. And then also at the end of that book, the last chapter, defend all the good that is in and around you is just about that, about how God is the rosary. When it first was first given and the first time it was applied by the Pope when the Turks were going to take over all of Europe, Europe was going to be over. They rushed to the rosary, prayed the rosary, and the fleet that was being defeated, their fleets on the ocean, had a turnaround. They used the sword. The people used the rosary. So God uses that in conjunction with that. So don't think we're just going to be pacifists and lay around and, and everything's going to work for us. We've got to stand up with our, just our human body, just, our, just like I was saying about the school a little while ago. You know, first you say, I don't want my child doing this. I don't want them subjected to this. And you're the keeper of their good. They're entrusted to you. These little temples of the Holy Spirit, the temples that Jesus purified, and which they want to satanic fire. They want to do them through this. And so that's why it says, particularly in writing, speaking about modern practices and modernism. This is an incredible message. But we should stand in awe of Our Lady. Her words speak to us, words in our life. And for me, I want to be holding on to her love. She shows me how to be firm. She shows you how to be firm. She shows us a culture. What we need to defend what is good. And so just as Jesus was in her arms, on the first day, why would you not want to be in her arms? This is available. You can literally be in her mantle, in her arms. And this is a beauty, or rather a beautiful thing, that we have in this time, in her time. And she says, this time. I stand in all you And everything you've done You speak your words into my life And where you are is where I want to be I stand before you, Lord Humbled by the love you give away I'm holding on 
everything else what's available to you today. Evangelist told you 
receive a grace that no one in the world had received, you and your brothers and sisters, talking about the six visionaries. But we connected to that, to her words and to her messages, are given opportunities in some ways that even, even the apostles didn't have. They had Jesus, yes, but we have history of 2,000 years of the church. And since the French Revolution, we've seen things degradate to a level in 200 years that we never could have imagined. And so it is we have the one whose arms reach out to us that we want to be in our arms. The more you know about it, the more you want to be there. It's surreal. I can't believe I'm alive during this moment in this history. I'm glad I am. And I'm glad I've come to know Our Lady. And uh, we have um, continually are thanking Our Lady for the ability to be able to be coming into your homes. This means for those of you joining us all over the world, uh, you remain in our prayers always. Uh, the subject that Freda Medjugorje spoke about uh, tonight, the content, uh, you can find uh, some more um, information that or more teaching uh, about uh, what was spoken about tonight. Uh, for those of you that uh, did not get a chance to listen to the talks that a friend of Medjugorje gave in Guam, uh, you can find those on Medjugorje.com. Right now, they're actually on the homepage, uh, and they actually say Medjugorje Guam. And But those can also be found underneath the Radio Wave Past Show sections, but particularly uh, the talk that's titled Medjugorje, The Plan, The Need, The Time, uh, speaks um, fairly in-depth about what a friend of Medjugorje spoke about tonight, uh, about uh, modernism, about the, uh, the things that uh, invade our life today that... Uh, our Lady could not have come at a more perfect time. And then also July 1st through the 5th, this is something that uh, we continually bring up. This is something we continually speak about. Uh, we can never pray too much. And Our Lady, is, uh, in today's message, uh, told us to defend all the good that is in us and around us and to inspire others to be better and holier. And so July 1st through 5th is just about this for us to be able to defend uh, what the good that is um, still left in this nation and uh, spilling out into other nations. So for those of you that have not made plans July 1st through the 5th, uh, Caritas July 1st through the 5th, uh, to come and pray for ourselves, our families, uh, and our nation. You know, that prompts me um, that maybe we should, we, this message is so important because it says defend the good and all around you to give you a better understanding about that. And also the commandments. This message fits so perfectly for look what happened while you're sleeping. And our lady says, do not sleep. I mean, it's about, it's about defending good. It's about that around you, about inspiring people to be better, to be holier. Uh, does not, uh, but Satan, too, does not sleep through modernism to virtue and leads you on the way. The whole book is about that, everything. It's about living his commandments. It's about a way of life. And it's about peace. The whole, this is a message for look what happened when we're sleeping. What we should do is just release this. That when we get an audio, we don't have it where it's available right now, do we, on the site that you can download the book? Uh, no, it's not. Perhaps we'll do that. But what we can immediately do, we've got the audio. We've produced this, an audio book. What is it, 12 CDs? Uh, 11 CDs, I believe. Let's, yeah. let's release it tomorrow. Can we do that? Or take a little you, bit to do. for download, you mean? Or yeah, for? make it for a download. Just make it free. Let it go all over the world. Tie it to this message. And you listen to this. Order the book, too, and give, give it away. We've got people saying, I've read this book five, ten times. But it's a manual, really, for this message and to defend the good and to wake you up 
and to give you discernment and to divert you in another way. The, the, so message. It's almost like a lady gave it that and even saying, look what's happened while you're sleeping. You know, Satan doesn't sleep, but you're asleep. What's the other side of the coin when she says Satan doesn't sleep? She's saying that to us who are asleep. So let's make this a download, uh, the audio, that you can listen to wherever you are in the world. How, how soon can you have that? <laughs> <laughs> we can do anything. <laughs> oh, we'll be looking for it. We'll put it on our whole page. Maybe we should um, send it to the whole electronic mail list and, and uh, notify people. Make copies of this. Get it to other people's. Get the book out, audio. And we'll make as soon as possible. I think there's a lot more work to get in the book downloadable. But let's do that. It'd be, what, 500 pages? Uh, yeah, close, probably closer to 600 pages. Let's just get it. It's not important for us to distribute. And we have this thing going out every day in orders. But... It's, it's time to get this information out. It's the information that you need to have, and, and you have to read it, or either you have to listen to it. If you're going on a long trip, get these things. If it's 12 hours, you can listen to this whole thing the whole way, and and not just one time. You can re-listen to it. One thing, <clears throat> because, again, Guam is one hour. Uh, it's the second hour of the day when it begins at the, at the dateline, and we ourselves... Uh, being there, you know, and your clock's messed up. I, I go to lay down last night, get flying in from Guam, and can't sleep. And I lay there and lay there and lay there and lay there and lay there some more. And so I get up at about 1230 and go lay in the couch in the living room. We've got a big picture above the mantle, those who've walked to our house and seen it. And um, said many, many rosaries. Didn't fall asleep till 3. And then I had to get back up at 420 to go out to the field and pray out there. But while doing that, you know, you can... Contemplate your home. You, it's so nice to be home. It's so nice to be off like that. And when we travel, we're out. And to me, there's no place like this. Uh, we've got our own cemetery. We built this house board by board. We we put this house and built it in such a way that we put down roots. We were building it with the heritage. It wasn't just something we went and paid somebody for. We sweated for it. We earned it. We, we built our dream home. We built our dreams. We looked at My wife cut out things out of, out of magazines for years. What do we want in it? We don't want to build something too big. We, we want to be able to retire in it. We want to be able to live in it when the kids aren't even in the house. And, and shut off the upstairs and we just heat the downstairs. I mean, everything was thought out. It was reflected on, in LA's sense, reflect on your future. And I never would have dreamed our home uh, with the grandchildren coming back and, and the way it's built and the way we have it, the way we tucked it in the woods, and the way we never had a mortgage on it. But, but through our labor for eight years building this and the sacrifices, that this home was so in tune to the way of life our lady wants us to lead, go to. Our, our house has meaning. It's, it's living for us. Not as a thing, but it's something God possesses. And we were so in tune with the messages before we heard them and how we built this, how we lived it, what we wanted it to be, heritage, for our kids to be back there, for our grandkids to be back there, and generations after us and our lineage to be there. We didn't build it to as an investment. This is stupid. People want their houses and they want it to make money and they sell it. Well, what does it mean to you? There's no meaning to that kind of life. We don't care that for us it doesn't make any difference that house is in a depreciation position. It's beyond value. It's beyond how money. No money can buy it. 
And we can say this house built us because it was more than house, it was home. It's our life. It's a place we touch, we can feel. It's a place that laying there last night on the couch, hour after hour, all the things that have happened, the mother of God's appearing 150 times in it. And I can't help but think it's because of the mentality that was possessed for it and how it was built. And that we didn't build it for ourselves, we built it for others. And so many people come through and have converted through this. And our lady's message, it says, give over to God all your possessions as a king over a kingdom. From the get-go, under construction, it belonged to God. Now, we could never have bridged to the point that the mother of God would come down here. It wasn't in my, our, you, we would have laughed. But one thing we can say is that we didn't do right is we built it biblically. We built it with the biblical principles of what God says to do. And how is it that people are broken out in culture? Their lives are broken. They, they are really lose everything their home's about. And everybody yearns, even, for, even if they don't have the home to go back to, or the homestead or the farm or whatever, if they don't have, they have the idea, I wish I could go home. And just sometimes contemplating that, what would be home to you? What do you miss as a child? What fond memories do you have? And some people have tragic memories their whole childhood. My children have a lot of memories. We raised them that way because the creek surrounded. What they played in, their kids now are playing in, and those kids' kids would play in. And so a house really builds the person if they put love into it, if they build a heritage. And actually, it's something now people can go back to. How many people wish they could go back to a place that they can root to and be healed from the brokenness of what the society's doing? That's why Lady's calling us home now. And she's actually calling us spiritually, yeah, but she's also physically. This new book ain't going to happen. It's about this. It's about home. It's about building a home. It's about doing just what I did. I just thank God I thought the way I thought. And, and I'm blessed for it. So... Can you go home? Will you be able to do that in the future? And you need to think about building a life that you can do that. I know they say you can't go home again. I just had to come back one last time Ma'am, I know you don't know me from Adam But these handprints on the front steps are mine Up those stairs in that little back bedroom Is where I did my homework and I learned to play guitar I bet you didn't know Under that live oak My favorite dog is buried in the yard I thought if I could touch this place or feel it This brokenness inside me might start healing Out here Just come and I swear I'll leave Won't 
will take nothing but a memory from the house that built me. Mama cut out pictures of houses for years from better homes and garden magazines. Plans were drawn and concrete poured, nail by nail and board by board. Daddy gave life to Mama's dream. Are you building peace? If you are, you're building memory. Not only can a house build you, like a house that built me, but now this house is built and birthed the community. When Our Lady appeared in our home, she came into our family. If you follow Our Lady, you'll realize that Our Lady is appearing in Medjugorje to say more about everyday life than about religion. What is your life? Does it have meaning? Do you have purpose? Are you creating memories? You can start today. You can start tonight. Go beside your bed. Pray. Ask Our Lady to come into your heart, guide you, give you the power of discernment. Long to be in her arms. Long to put her messages in your heart. We love you. We wish Our Lady good night. <laughs>